The following story contains content some listeners may find sensitive. Please refer to the episode description for more information. Please note that this story doesn't reflect what we believe should happen, but rather what might happen. Screenlock. Short stories about the weird future that looms around the corner. Brought to you by Sapienship. Football practice. Alex was born. He had woken early, about 5 p.m., and the apartment was still silent. Through the thin plaster wall, he could hear his sister Sophia gently snoring. It must be getting slightly cooler now. Not that his sweating skin had noticed, but the air conditioning had switched itself off. Sitting on the sofa, he could hear whispered sounds from across the city. A street or two distant, he listened to the slow crescendo and fade of a vehicle, probably a police curfew patrol, or else some emergency vehicle licensed to work during daytime hours. Somewhere nearby, the muffled hammering of a pneumatic drill suggested that his neighbors had started work early on their extension, adding another floor to their building to accommodate more of the… relatives? Refugees? Who were flooding into the city from the south. Technically, this was a breach of curfew, but the authorities tended to turn a blind eye to smaller construction projects. The work needed to be done, and after all, there were already so many things to police. Alex could see through the curtains that it was still bright outside. This gave him a familiar, almost pleasant shudder of fear. He couldn't remember the last time he'd been out in daylight. He crept quietly over to the storage unit that his mother used for work tools and gently opened it. Sure enough, inside, behind an old football, was all the kit anyone might need if they were caught on the wrong side of dawn or dusk. SPF 100 sunscreen, a separate tube of high UVA protection cream, wraparound polarized dark glasses, plus all sorts of specialist PPE. Soon, night would fall. The moon might be dimly visible through the smog, and alarms would start ringing across the city's bedrooms. Then the curfew siren would wail freedom, and people would emerge, washed, dressed, and freshly caffeinated into the dark to commence work and school. Alex, too, would join the flow of humanity out of their buildings and into what remained of society. He would wear his new school uniform, now with antiviral copper impregnation for a greater infection protection, and his filter mask while walking to the end of the road. When he got there, he would keycode in his pin and gain access to the emergency shelter while waiting for the transport to take him to school. In the shelter, he would meet his friends, Nick and Junior. They would be jokes and laughter, gentle jibes about who performed worst in their most recent gaming marathons. Eventually, the transport would arrive. A converted military vehicle with no windows, where you sat facing one another. After a magical mystery tour lasting about 15 minutes, it would deposit them outside their school building, whose windows were all permanently shuttered. And then the day, by which Alex meant the night, would begin in earnest. It was all so boring. Yet his parents kept reminding him how lucky he was to have a school to go to. After all, as Mama always told him, most kids his age didn't get to go to a school at all anymore. They had to learn entirely online. 
Alex did like to see his friends, especially when they entered the screened-off central rooms of the school, where they could remove their PPE and greet one another after undergoing the usual health scan. But it all felt so controlled and monitored, with a classroom drone constantly warning against touching and the teacher admonishing anyone who took off their gloves or face mask even for a second. And really, what was the point of it all? Dad said it was important to obtain knowledge, but why? If Alex needed to know anything, he could simply look it up online in seconds. Dad said he would need to pass his exams to get a job, but there were no jobs. Or rather, the only jobs available seemed to be repairing drones or programming agribots, the kind of work his mother did. Even Dad didn't work anymore, and he was trained as a lawyer. Both his parents had sat him and Sophia down to warn them that they might have to start attending state education online. Right now, the sky beyond the curtains was slowly dimming. Alex decided to play soccer while he waited for the day-night to begin. He booted up his console, logged into the Immersenet, and chose to play a Legends game. While the console chose avatars of great players from history to populate his match, he quickly donned his VR headset and haptic boots. Nick and Junior would get a notification that he'd opened a match, but they would still be asleep. This one wasn't for statistics or bragging rights. He just wanted to occupy himself until breakfast. The console chose Stamford Bridge as the location for the match, the old one in London rather than the new one that Chelsea had built in the Peak District. Alex wondered what Stamford Bridge looked like now, with its pitch submerged and its volcano-like exoskeleton peeking out above the muddy floodwaters. He didn't recognize all the legend names in his match. Some of them were current players like CR8, whose father also had been a great footballer in his day. Others he had heard his father talk about. Messi, Sala, Lewandowski. And then there were a few names he didn't know, drawn from ancient history. Pele, Zidane, Beckham. Alex chose to play up front, as he always did, and set the difficulty level at 14, just a little higher than his own age. It was always good to test yourself, he thought. After a sudden, disconcerting zoom from the drop-down menu, he found himself standing on the pitch in the center circle, about to pass the ball to someone called, according to their floating neon name sign, Diego Maradona. In his headphones, he heard the roar of a non-existent crowd and the sharp peep from a whistle. He passed the ball to Diego and began a gentle run into the opposition's half. Later that day-night, in school, Alex had an idea. It was, as Junior quickly identified, a very bad idea. Nevertheless, Nick liked it a lot, and they made plans for that dawn. Junior didn't want to take part. He felt it was dangerous, but he did promise not to say anything to anyone. But what about the drones? Junior whined in his nasally voice. You'll be caught, Alex! You don't have accreditation to be out. But Alex had an answer to everything. My mom's PPE has accreditation, he said. But what if you are caught? Junior continued. You'll get in trouble. Alex smiled. Then we get in trouble, 
What can they do to us anyway? We're too young to be sent to a detention cell. It was a little past sunrise when Alex met Nick at the main road, just as the sky was brightening up rapidly. He was nervous and beginning to wonder if his idea was a very bad one after all. Already, under his layers of PPE, he could feel the heat rising, and despite the wraparound shades, his eyes strained a little in the uncustomary light of day. They moved quickly through the empty streets toward the river. Occasional drones hovered overhead to scan them, but each one moved along quickly. When they reached the electric fence, Nick paused. Now what do we do? He asked. Alex, as usual, had an answer for everything. See there? He pointed down the river to where an emaciated feral dog was sniffing the brown sludgy trickle. The creature was missing large patches of hair, and the pink, flaky skin revealed by the bald areas looked infected. If he could get in, so can we. They decided to throw stones at sections of the fence to test it. After a couple of hundred meters, they found a malfunctioning section which didn't buzz and spark when hit with a rock. This one, said Alex authoritatively. He poked it with a stick to be sure, then lifted a curling corner of wire. Can you hold this while I squeeze through? He asked Nick. And then they were standing on the cracked, desiccated mud of the riverbed. Alex handed the ball to Nick. I'm gonna be Sala, said Nick. Then I'll be Maradona, said Alex. Who's that? Nick asked. Never mind. Nick kicked off, and soon they were running and laughing, sweating under their layers of PPE. They were playing for the Champions League. They didn't notice the cloud of police drones gathering overhead. They didn't even realize that the machines were powering up. Alex had only a moment to register shock when Nick fell to the ground, twitching and smoking. Game over. You were listening to ScreenLock, a podcast by Sapienship. For more episodes and exciting content, please visit lab.sapienship.co.